everybody back again another episode flipping mats waiting flats podcast here at fish tackle marine san antonio texas i'm josh we got joe and we got mikey g with us again what's, what's going on i'm the sponsor i bring the whiskey and the coke so i like it y'all gonna hear from me a lot hey we don't mind having extra people no not at all not at all not at all so it is uh spring break here in south central texas spring break yeah spring oh break. boy I've been seeing all the TikToks and Facebook reels from Port Aransas, Coast, all that. But I think we've been doing a little fishing lately too, huh? Yeah, Elite Bass Club. Just We just had our, our uh, tournament on uh, Lake LBJ this last weekend. I went out and uh, did some practice on some looking around on Friday, and it was pretty laid back. Um, and then Saturday, um, we had our club tournament. We didn't have a great turnout. Um, we, had, uh, we lost some of our guys to Bass Champs over on Ivy. Um, and, um, but there was a lot of boats out on, on, um, on LBJ. So I, I want to say just tournament anglers, it was close to around 200 is what we counted. So the high school guys had about a hundred boats out there. Media had about 60 boats. We had a, like six or seven boats. Um, and then those faith anglers, I think they had like another 40 boats. So then getting close to 200 and then, and then you start with all the pleasure boaters and the pontoon boats and the yachts. So Friday afternoon coming back in was rough. So <laughs> pretty crowded. Oh yeah, very crowded. Um, I mean, it wasn't crazy with the pleasure boats, but it was just you couldn't. You know, I had marked some. You know, we found some some bedding fish and stuff, but we just couldn't get it. every every single cove and canal had five or six boats in there. So um, we had some opportunities to fish. We didn't do very. I mean, we didn't weigh much at all, but we had we had some some fish on that we should have got to the boat, and then. Um, just didn't work out, you know. But anyway, it was, it was crowded, very crowded LBJ. I saw a few pictures, though. A couple of nice fish were caught. Yeah, David Hada, he's been around for a long time. I think he uh, he's a uh, – I think he won a Bass Champs Championship in 1872 or something like that. Dude, he's been around for a minute. <laughs> 1883. <laughs> yeah, but Hada, he's just a super consistent angler. He's he, got, he gets money wherever he goes. Um, he brought in four for like 14 pounds. Uh, Greg Westall Jr. had uh, five for like 11 pounds, and then it fell off like into the eight to seven pound mark for the other anglers that were there. So it sounds like everybody was able to find the two pound, pound and a half to two pound males, but finding the females. Yeah, and it blew on Saturday too. So we it just, if you had some fish on beds, you just couldn't see them. And then with the amount of boat traffic, it was just hard to get to them. So, um, but yeah, so it, it was a decent tournament. I, I had one, I had one on that was probably pushing a seven pound fish on the, on the jackhammer underneath that. I was just skipping a jackhammer and I would, I, we decided to just cover water. Me and my buddy, Richard, I said, let's just run boat docks. And, and the lake was about a foot low. So it was really good level to just skip a jackhammer underneath these boat docks, you know, and, yeah. just, and that's how we caught our fish. Um, and just, you know, just couldn't get them all to the boat when you're, when you're skipping boat docks, it's hard to get them all in the boat, you know? Yeah, for so, sure. Well, yeah. especially how many, you know, you think boat docks, especially on LBJ, they're nothing but pillars and yeah. pipe everywhere and wire. Like, that shit's hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's so. a thousand boat docks. And, and yeah. you know, and, and just um, the, the reason I lost a few of them is I, I don't usually skip a lot of jackhammer under boat docks. Usually I'll just flip, like, a soft plastic or a wacky rig. But it just didn't dawn on me until I missed, like, the second nice fish, maybe like a five-pounder to check my hook after sliming that thing. So, anyway, to people listening, skipping baits under docks, Check your hooks because when I finally touched that jackhammer hook, I mean it was it was folded over. It was like trying to stab yourself with a spoon, you know. Like oh, I wow. just I couldn't pin those fish, you know. So I finally looked at it. It dawned on me like, dude, something's not. Oh, Richard, my buddy, my tournament partner, tried to net where he was about to net a fish, and I had another three pounder fall off, which should have been our keeper fit or our, our limit fish, you know. Um, and that one fell off right before. And I was like, dude, what is going on? It was like a seven, a five, and a three, like. The last three fish of the day, the best fish of the day too, was in the afternoon. Dang. Finally checked that hook and that thing from sliming it against docks all day long was just it was trash. It was yeah. trash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that cir- that circle yeah. circle hook modification don't work with yeah, jackhammer. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, it did not work at all. And I just felt really dumb for not checking it sooner. But but like you said, it's something you hadn't really done before no. until this past tournament. Yeah, and that's the only time I really skip docks is whenever we go to LBJ. You know, like there's yeah. not a lot of lakes we do that to, or there's no skipping docks at Falcon or Amistad or in Choke. No, or no docks at Canyon either. No, nothing at Canyon. So you it's just eat. one of those docks. You get to the LBJ and you're like, oh damn, let's skip some docks. But it's like once a year we do it. So you know. You know what's funny is when when uh, people go to Choke, they're like, what should I fish? Grass. 
<laughs> when you go to LBJ, docks. Yeah, exactly. You go to Amistad, look rock. at Rocky Points. Right. Like, <laughs> Everything's all rock. seven trillion of them. Like, which one should I start on? <laughs> but does does LBJ have any grass in it? Yeah, there's some grass yeah. in there. Yeah, there's because like grass in there. I remember I fished a lot of grass. I was about to say I heard that it had gone away and then come back because I remember I fished a couple of uh, bass champs back in like. 2010 2011 mm-hmm. in the central we fished travis we fished lbj uh, my, my buddy kevin and i and dude lbj was loaded with hydrilla back sure. then yeah. i mean it had a ton of it but then i heard a few years later like i don't know if they sprayed it or what but i was curious if it was coming back or not yeah it's i mean it's not mad i had it, i didn't see it matted anywhere but it was it was growing all you know everywhere all around the docks and stuff so I'm not real familiar with LBJ. Like I said, that's I get good. there once a year with the club, and that's about it. But it's it's a it's a big fish lake. I went in uh, was it October or November? Okay. Oh, and I was running up. Uh, you know where that railroad bridge is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the went Kingsland. Up, yeah, went up in there, and there was it was mad. It was dead. Yeah, but it was super mad. So like I know for sure. I mean, the grass going to come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I tried to. I I went all the way up to Kingsland area and tried to get away from all the traffic. And as far as we could go, even when the boulder started at the end of the river, that was just, there was boats everywhere, man. You couldn't get away. A couple of guys were arguing in one canal about sharing what. This older dude was yelling at some high school kids. I was like, "What's this guy's problem?" See, that's, like, and that's just, fucking bullshit. Yeah, it was a, some media guys. You know, they were in the media tournament, and uh, yeah, they were hollering at some high school. It's like, dude, settle down, dude. Like, it's crowded. Like, there's 200 boats here. Like, settle yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's anyway. like like that video that's circling from the open. Which one? The open that they just had at Ufala. Wow. That one guy was trying to run people off for that other guy. There's a I video. Haven't, I haven't got to watch it. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah. There's you got to check it out. Yeah. It's good. He rolls up and he's idling. He's like, dude, I'm gonna do circles around you all day. <laughs> and and the, and the guy fishing turns around and looks at him and goes. Dude, I fished this spot yesterday, and you could hear him. He goes, I don't care if your mom made this spot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, it's shit. funny. He goes, I'm the boss of this lake, or whatever he says. It's and, funny, dude. Yeah, we were rolling up into some canal. Actually, my buddy has a house there, and uh, uh, we, I had stayed there one time. So we fished these canals, and we caught some nice fish back there. And uh, this high school kid, and, you know, those canals, there's enough room for two boats for sure. But this guy, I guess, was wanting both sides of the canal and expected to get the whole thing to himself. And he started going off on these high school kids. And it's like, dude, settle down, dude. It's just a crowded lake, you know? Well, and I don't like that because now those high school kids are going to remember that. And it's like, what kind of image are you making? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, this is supposed to be – I've always considered sports like fishing and hunting a lot like golf, you know, kind of that, you know, gentleman's game, you know, the respect and all that. Yeah. Man, sometimes I think it's going by the wayside. Oh, yeah, man. And, you know, we we're talking about that a little bit uh, earlier, like just the condition of our lakes, and there's just not a lot of space and, and room to fish and the amount of bang. I mean, bass fishing is crazy popular, you know? Yes, Everybody, especially after COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. post-COVID. And, 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 and even before that, it was just really blowing up. But yeah. it's just like, man, like, you know, here you go, you know, our, our last uh, champs on choke. I mean, that was crazy, you know, um, you know, trying to get out in lbj and this time of year and there's three or four tournaments you got 200 plus boats it's just it's, it's just kind of getting crowded so and they're having a lbj bash champs double header oh wow this coming weekend yeah. spring break there's going to be a 150 bass boats plus all the pleasure boaters oh yeah it's, it's going to be ridiculous. nuts but speaking of bass champs we just had ivy last weekend how that go i haven't got a chance to check away well i don't know my partner and i didn't go Fuck it. No, yeah, we we said after after four days of fishing and only catching fish six fish, we were like, nah, we're out. Yeah, yeah, this ain't happening. Y'all did a four days of practice, you said? Yeah, we did four days of practice and caught. Dude, I caught two fish the first day, and didn't catch another fish for three days. Wow. My partner did not catch a fish the first day, didn't catch one the second day, caught three or four the third day and then didn't catch anything the fourth day. Wow. It's ridiculous. Mm. It's terrible. Real quick while we're on the LBJ subject, um, I was looking at the media bass and I was getting, we, we launched at Sunrise Beach and I just wanted to plug this guy because uh, it looks like if you could, what, how you would you pronounce that? Which one? The guy who won. The first one? Mike. Mike Nicolini? Nicolini from Fredericksburg. So I ran into that guy at the... Uh, at the ramp when I was getting off on Friday and, and putting away. And uh, 
and he ended up winning the tournament. I talked to him on Friday afternoon, and so the dude was out there for like the last two hours of the day, relining and stuff, checking his hooks like some people don't. <laughs> I'm sure retying re stuff up. He was out there in a ranger boat, and, and I was talking with some guy who came out to compliment my, my, my champion. You know, he was out there talking about the champion who rebuilt my boat, and, and that guy was there for, like, hours just retying stuff. And I could just tell, like, you know, you could see when somebody's very focused and they're in the boat, and he had his headline falling, and he was getting all his rods out. And then on Saturday, we rode up in the spot where we missed those uh, those three big ones, and he was he was flipping around a little uh, uh, a weightless uh, trick worm. Hmm. Like a hot pink looking color, or neon like a, red, or something like, like a that. floating worm. Or yeah, what? I guess it was a floating worm. He was he was twitching it on the, on the thing and so and he was like, "Hey, it's the champion guy. What's up, man?" I was like, "Hey, how's it going back here, man?" He's like, "So I just missed a nice one. We had one close to five that came off. I I, I didn't check my hooks, and then he uh, was like, let me show you what I caught back here in the last hour.' And he had an eight and a six he had caught back there, and, nice. and good for him. He won the tournament. So I, and then so my buddy Richard he he messaged me today. He's like, "Hey, did you see that guy we ran into? He ended up winning that tournament." But you know, plugging in just you know when people put in their time, and I, I just thought about him because I was like, dude, that guy was there for solid two hours after a full day of practice. You know, I left and it was getting dark, and he was just about to put his boat away after he retired everything, and it just made me think, of like, yeah, man, when people put in the time like that, it pays off dividends. Yeah, for sure. Night, so, well, speaking congrats of, to him. Yeah, speaking of Ivy, they cracked him. Yeah. 36 pounds 36 and some change did you know 36 did, did you recognize change? the team or i did not it looked uh looked like the two guys were from the central somewhere somewhere around like round rock austin area hmm. oh one of the guys is from uh, marble falls or, yeah marble falls yeah. That, that central texas area so they cracked them 36 and some change and then with the 13 pounder I was, oh, that's with, right 13 kicker yep and then uh i actually knows the, know the guys that got second uh, Foy Osborne and Mitch Goodolf. They're from Bernie, okay. where I work up there. And uh, they're actually some of our customers. And they're super nice guys. I was glad to see them do good. And they had a they had an 11-something kicker. Mm. They had 20, 29 pounds. But I was surprised there was... You get to talk to those guys? Do you know I them on a personal level? You call them? Or... I, well, I, I talk to them. I mean, they come into the shop once every couple of weeks or okay. so. So I talk to them every now and then. But I, yeah. I don't know them. But uh, they... Uh, they those talking about putting in the time those two guys put in time put in time oh yeah you know they're sure. older guys and naturally they work for a good company it will have a good company established and yeah they when when tournament season rolls around they spend the time on yeah. the lake they're they spend a lot of time out there but so yeah kudos to them they did good but i was actually surprised man there was i think 11 bags over 20. wow yeah people were thinking Something they, like they were going to struggle because it's been tough out there well you know? it, it fell off quick because yeah. the last place check was only 14-something. Oh, wow. yeah. So, you know, it, it Ivy really is one of those lakes where you're on them or you're not. Sure. It's a, uh, you know, I don't think any of our elite guys did any good up there. You know, I think a couple of them had three fish or two fish. But, yeah, it was it was definitely tough. There's no doubt. Well, see, that's what everybody posts, too, is everybody posts the good stuff about Ivy. You know, they don't they don't show you the backside. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm here for. Four, <laughs> four days, six fish. Four days, six well, fish. Yeah, well, it's like even think of, like, you know, I spent a lot of time down at Falcon, and you think of Falcon, you know, well, not in its heyday. I mean, it, when it was really good, like, I guess, like, in the early 2000s. And I got there at the tail end of it. Like, I think my first trip out there was, like, 2009. Uh, those last couple of years, but you could still smash a bag at Falcon, but you could also go down there for three days and get skunked, you know what I mean? Or maybe I could back in those days. It's still but, like that. Sure, exactly. Yeah. It's the same way. So I think Ivy is one of those things. But anyway, you would see pictures from back in those days of people with, you know, 40, 30, 38 to 42 pound bags at Falcon. And then um, you go down there, take a trip, and you're like, dude, we didn't get a bite in three days. You know? Yeah. So, I'll tell you consistently over the last. Mm, Let's say since 2017. So the last six years, I mean, choke got good, you know, when it came back up. But probably Amistad has probably been the only place that I've been going to anyway to where you could still go catch fish. Mm -hmm. You might not always catch big ones, but you could still go out there, get bites, even if they're 14 inches or sure. 13 yeah. inches or whatever, you know. To where it was still fun you were still getting bit you know because yeah I, I had days on falcon you know practicing nothing mm -hmm. one fish two fish i mean when you find them you find them but yep. a lot of but you're not lying about about amistad yeah it's, it's been a lake where you can you know you might not go out there and smash a bag or whatever but you're gonna get bit if you, if yeah you throw like, her on enough at, 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 at a 
at Amistad. To get yeah, Am- Amistad's got enough good rocky points and stuff. You know, you can go around with a Texas rig stick bait or a shaky head with a trick worm over by the rock walls or something, even if you're not fishing grass, and you yeah. can still at least go get a couple of bites. <laughs> well, what I like about Amistad, too, is everything everything will play. Mm-hmm. You know, topwater, jig, shaky head, yeah, kind of drop shot. Poison, yeah, yeah, and exactly, and that's why, like, you know, on a tournament day, if you don't have shit, you know, you can go out there and just be like, you look, I'm going to try to focus on this, and you'll still catch fish on it. Sure. Yeah, you know? I remember at Ivy when we were pre-fishing, <laughs> telling my partner, dude, you know, at Amistad, when we're out there fishing grass, looking for, you know, the bigger fish, when you've been out there three or four hours and haven't gotten a bite yet, we we still have the confidence that, hey, I can run over to a rock wall, let me throw something, let me get a couple bites, let me build some confidence. And I remember telling them when we were on Ivy, where the hell do you go on this lake to get a bite? I was like, I just want to catch a 10-incher. Like, yeah. where do we go? And we couldn't even find a 10-incher anywhere. It's so... But Amistad, I think that's why I like that place so much, you know, because like you said, everything plays. You can kind of do what you like to do and usually can still catch some fish doing it. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. And then, Amistad, yeah, Amistad is just, and then also just the, the scenery and just Amistad has a vibe just being there. You yeah. know, like it's such a beautiful lake, such clear water. Um, just, I, I, it's rare to have a bad day at Amistad I, yeah. in my book. You know? But uh, a couple of other guys I did notice that did pretty good at uh, at Ivy was uh, – Ken Parker oh, owns, yeah. owns Bernie Marine. They, I think they yeah, had a top, top 10. 10. And uh, his partner, Jason Gallus, who, I mean, a lot of the local tournament fishermen know Jason. You know, he's been struggling over the last couple of years with some health issues and stuff. In fact, uh, Lunker Hunters did that fundraiser for him last year at Choke. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. I think it was Lunker yeah. Hunters, right, where they did yeah. the, you know, I think it was normal Lunker Hunters fees 50, but they bumped it to 100. and. Nice. 50 of it went to went to him and everything and anytime jason can get on the water that's a win you know so it was good to see ken and him did good and you know a couple of uh local san antonio guys did pretty good so it's always good to see the money come home a little bit yeah Yeah. that way they could spend it at fish and tackle exactly fish tackle marine like I'm at a Sunday service on the east side, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. So what else going on? Uh, Let's see. Elite just fished LBJ. Where do we go next? Uh, We'll have our championship tournament at at, uh, Ivy, actually. We're going to go see what we can do. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Good luck. You still still want to fish those tournaments? No, no. Peace peace be with you. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you can have it. Yeah, we'll be having our championship. So, so, but that being said – when we were there pre-fishing three weeks ago, two weeks ago, I mean, the first morning we put the boat on the water, it was 46 degrees water temperature. And now I'm sure it's up in the low 60s. Those fish are probably moving shallow. I imagine the fishing has got to be getting better. Hopefully, but the water keeps dropping though as well. It does. The water is dropping a little bit. I feel like that usually hurts the fish. I mean, look at what's happening at Choke right now. It's it's dropping a lot. So if you like to fish offshore, it's good for you at Choke right now. But if you're looking for grass and stuff like that it's, it's, it's getting tough out there so it seems like ivy kind of does the same thing as that lake it's starts dropping and dropping and it, 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 the bike gets a little bit tougher you know yeah but, but uh, as far as anything else in the in the boating world um or in the fishing world i don't know man what's going on in the salt water dude anything y'all getting ready for so we don't talk much salt water around here so what's up talk <laughs> well it's Josh. it's bass season right now so okay. i mean you know there has been a few saltwater tournaments so far uh like Chad Petterick runs the uh, Saltwater Legends Series. They've had one tournament already. Next one's coming up either next weekend or the following weekend in Port O'Connor. So that'll be another big one. I mean, I think the team that won the first tournament took home 35000 or something like Damn. that. So, yeah, I mean, they fish for good money. Nice. We got to get um, in the saltwater, Mike. I know. We well, gotta... <laughs> well, but, but it's, it's a little bit deceiving because, I mean, one in the saltwater, like in those tournaments, it's three-man teams. But entry fees are twelve hundred bucks. So that's why it pays good. Yeah. But but those guys won thirty five thousand dollars and there was only forty boats in the tournament. Oh, okay. So your statistic, chances. you know, your chances of winning first, you only got to beat forty guys instead of hundred and forty guys. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So but uh professional the professional redfish league is coming up. 
April 8th, Port Aransas. They're having their open tournament. It's a two-man two open tournament. I'm going to fish that. I'm going to fish that one. And uh, I like those because it's uh, redfish, two redfish, and it is all from the boat. You can't get out of the boat. You can't wade. No live bait. No none of that. So, it's to me, it's like fishing a bass tournament. Damn, yeah, yeah. that's what I like about it. So, I'm yeah, I've got a buddy of mine, Robert, and I are going to go and fish that one on April eighth down there. And then, uh, man, I'm still kind of in bass mode till the uh, bass champs ends in end of April. I'm going to go be a uh, co-angler at the Bassmaster Open on Toledo Bend. Are you? Nice. Yeah, my uh, my wife and my mom, <laughs> they they were like, what do you want for your birthday? It's actually my birthday weekend, so they hooked it up and paid my entry fee to go. So as like a birthday present. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to go out there. And I'm fortunate because a, uh, a buddy of mine from Houston, he has a fishing cabin on Toledo. Nice. So I get to go over there. He's hooking me up, letting me stay and stuff. So. Yeah. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. I've never done anything like that before, oh, so yeah. I think it'll be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Be cool if I get to so draw. Something like that, you just draw, right? Just yeah, so I'll be a co-angler, so I'll get paired up with a pro, you know, nice. both days. So, you know, there's a lot of – I mean, I'm interested in it because, you know, dude, there's a ton of local hammers. You've got, of course, all the guys that are trying to qualify for the Elite Series. I mean, hell, I could draw – I could draw Ish Monroe. I can draw – Matt Pangrak from BDL or BTL. I can draw Dickie Newberry, who's yeah. a East Texas hammer. hammer. You know, you yeah. can, and or then again, I might draw some Joe Blow that don't even know how to drive his boat, but who knows? Well, shit. <laughs> some guy named Joe Slower. Yeah, some oh, guy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it it, it it's going to be interesting no matter what happens. But I think it's going to be a fun experience. I would, I really wouldn't mind drawing a local guy. Because the the yeah. the grass and stuff out there intrigues me, and I'm wondering like what I could learn and possibly bring back to Choke or bring back to Amistad. Because yeah. I know when we have tournaments like at Amistad, I'll never forget a couple of years ago the Texas Team Trail, which is a lot of East and North Texas guys. They had a tournament at Amistad, and I remember looking at the leaderboard, and God, the top 15 teams were all from East Texas, mm. and I'm like, okay, those guys know something about fishing grass that oh, we don't yeah. know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I think it's just going to be a cool experience all the way around. Yeah. Um, I, you brought up, like, what's happening in the bass fishing world. I'm, I'm a big Brian Thrift fan. That guy just won yes. the Red Crest. Just right? one Red Crest, dude. Yeah, he's one of those guys who I think is just kind of like just a natural fisherman who I think he was one of the last guys that put, like, an old tricks on his boat, right? Like, yeah, he was yeah one of the last he's guys. a – He just – He would probably be in that same – categories like john cox yep yeah you exactly. know just really kind of just goes off of the field instinct, he and, instinct yeah. and he's just he's, he's just fishy yeah, yeah but fishy. you know every everybody i hear talk he likes about, to fish around and find out dude. that's, that's right fish around <laughs> find out. but uh you know but the thing is i hear about him like all the guys that talk about him he is like super organized he's mm -hmm. like an aaron martins yeah, yeah all of his stuff is laid out perfectly he's very you wouldn't think he's very technical, but he is very technical in the way he does things and stuff. And all the guys are like, don't let him fool you. He knows how to use those electronics just as good as anybody, but he doesn't necessarily have to use them. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was the guy that pretty much put the chatterbait on the market. Yeah. You know, him and Andy Morgan, wow. both, yeah. you know, they were they the guys. Not, not Andy Morgan, uh, Andy Montgomery. Oh, okay. Sorry, Andy Montgomery. They were like the first guys to really like, win a big tournament on a chatterbait and all that stuff the chatterbait is man I, you know speaking of that that's what that's what we were doing throwing chatterbaits underneath boat docks and man that that bait is it's special man it catches fish everywhere dark water clean water deep water and you can hop it off the bottom it's such i like baits that are very um versatile versatile yeah exactly yeah. you can flip it around trees like a jig versatile you versatile. hear that not versatile sorry that's bougie yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah so that that was i saw that i didn't watch the tournament i, I you know I, I was i'm a i grew up watching the elites and i was really kind of bummed out when you know the mlf split that whole thing up so i'm not a big mlf fan but i did uh i think brian thrift was a flw guy for a long time right he was he and, was uh, so i kind of followed him i, I like the flw and i like the elites and then the mlf kind of rubbed me the wrong way when all the all my heroes left the elites to go there you know and just kind of broke everything up but anyway, that that's that's what made me think about that. And you bring up the chatterbait, talking yeah. about special bait or baits that have kind of like, and that that won't go away. You know, there's sometimes baits that hit the market and they're like, you know, they're 
trash flash in the pan yeah, yeah exactly they get pushed and shoved down your throat and uh, we talked what, what were we talking about recently livingston uh oh yeah <laughs> damn you to call him out my name. <laughs> I don't give a shit, dude. Hey, dude, with all these listeners dude with hundreds of thousands of people you're gonna dog you i'm know? sorry dude i haven't caught you on livingston bro. no i've never <laughs> caught a fish on that bait hey no. really have you been a bass pro shop and said hey this livingston this livingston right here this crank catches them yeah no Hey, I I go live. Have you had anything, Livingston? Dude, believe it or not, they really? actually they actually have a topwater bait that's pretty good. What? They, really? they got a walking topwater bait. It kind of looks like a mix between a. Uh, uh, it looks like a mix between like the uh, Yozuri. You the know pen- the pencil or what? No, no, it's a it's a regular walking bait like a spook, but it has like the way it's cut. It almost looks like a almost kind of like a gunfish, you know, the lucky crap gunfish, a mix between that and a spook. It's pretty good walking bait. Yeah, it is. It is. But that's the only thing I've ever caught fish on. But I will, I will give them credit when credit's due. That walking bait's pretty good. Nice. Uh, Makes me think about, uh, I, uh, one of my buddies just sent me a link to that. uh, It was a, 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 I guess it was a documentary about uh, Gunnersville. Have you seen that one? Uh, The uh, 20 foot D? 20 foot D. It's an old documentary. Those are good. The Gunnersville effect. The Gunnersville effect. There you go. Mark Jeffries. Yeah. Oh, that's right. When he was doing those. He's probably, well, he is the podcast original. Yeah. He is the OG. Yeah. Yeah. The OG. Yeah. So when you, you, when you brought that up, it made me think about that. And I kind of lost my train of thought. I don't know why it made me think about that. But the pencil bait or the top water, I don't know what you're talking about. So. But um, but yeah, that's that's what I've seen going on in the bass fishing world, man. I'm just trying to trying to uh, I don't know, trying to fish, find some more tournaments to fish that aren't you know crazy. Anything else coming up on the horizon that you know about, dude? Um, let's see, uh, Border Bass Battles this Saturday oh, in yeah. Del Rio. They're a big fish tournament that the chamber puts on with uh, Rudy's Barbecue yeah. and the chamber and stuff, and it's usually pretty good. Uh, pays you know decent of course typical big bass it's based on entries you know but i know if they fill the field you know it'll pay like a thousand an hour and yeah me have, uh, have some good stuff me and my tournament partner richard uh what well, richard tournament partners i fished also with greg westall jr for a little while but um me and richard did one of them uh rudy's big bass ones and we won uh, we won like the 10 o'clock hour and the yeah 11 or whatever but yeah we want two grand that yeah day. it's so supposed, a good event it's, it's a, supposed it's to go event. down this weekend but man we got this cold front coming through so i don't know yeah. what it's going to do for entries and stuff like that you know because they're talking i was checking the weather and saturday in del rio it's supposed to be a high of 57 50 percent chance Possibly, of rain yeah, yeah it's, i don't mind the cold man but these days the you cold know, and the rain and the that's rain, tough yeah that's that's you know that's commitment right there. <laughs> and I think Joe, speaking of current events, Joe is just out on Canyon. Canyon's been a hot lake. Canyon. Oh, yeah. you, can, you know what? Go ahead and cut it. We'll come back. I got to take a piss anyways. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. We're going to regroup here in just a minute. All right. All right. We're back. We're back. We're back. Had to yep. piss. Yeah. Potty break, drink potty break. break. Seventh, in, seventh inning stretch. It's done. <laughs> it sounded like Josh stepped on a baby alligator all the way back over here. But yeah, so we left off at uh Canyon Lake, Canyon Slover. Oh, dude. So took the boy, decided at midnight last night that I was going to hook the boat up in the morning and just head out to Canyon. And it actually was supposed to be LBJ, but since I seen the weights and the pictures, I was like, uh, eh. I got halfway there and then I seen that the Canyon exit was coming. I said, ah, fuck it. Take a right. <laughs> Take a right. And uh, yeah. Launched at 2021. 20, uh, Pretty easy to launch. Yeah. I mean, it, it is dropping. Your son, so you're yeah. basically launched by yourself. Yeah. Right? So um, beach the boat or what? Nah. I have, well, I got those, uh, what is it, the, the, the dock sticks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just roll up, grab the dock. Oh, they got a yeah. courtesy dock at that one? Yeah. Okay. And uh, throw the dock stick on, wrap it around the, the steering wheel, and yeah. just put a five jacket right there. There you go. That way it doesn't scratch the boat. But uh, yeah, um, roll up there. Uh, as soon as I hit the parking lot, though, I seen Clinton. Okay. Clinton was there on a guide trip. So I uh, hit him up, let him know I was on the lake in case he needed anything, any info or anything like that. After that, ju- dumped in and uh, decided I was going to go do some new stuff. I know that there was some grass there after talking to Danny and stuff like that. But what? Uh, after listening to Danny, though, I kind of took on you know, what he said, and I actually applied it 
and I've been applying it. I played it last time, and I applied it this time, and it worked out. You know, there is fish though; they're um, they're stacked out deep, and you know, thirty nine to thirty anywhere between honestly anywhere between twenty to forty feet. Damn. I do see some at fifty, but that's too deep for me. Honestly, I I don't feel like fizzing fish, mm. so I just stick into that. You know, 20, 29 is the, is the most I'll go. Yeah. I'm using live scope, of course. I mean, to see that deep, I, I see if they're stacked. If they're stacked, then I'll come back with the spot, chill out a little bit, then come back and throw on them. Um, honestly, I'm using 10 pound test, you know, light line, drop shot weight, but I use, uh, I forgot the name of it. It's like Minetti's. So we got to get some in the shop, dude. I, I just like them. I feel there's a glass bead in the middle of it that drops and it. To me, it has more of a more of a good sound to it mm. than just using regular drop shot weight. So, yeah. like, I'm just curious, and we try to keep it educational sure. with elite and everything. When you say the fish are stacked, like, what what are you looking for? I mean, do you just mean you see fish loaded up on a spot, or are they set up in a certain way that you like them, or what? I'm seeing them stacked up, like, for instance, today on this point, like, there, there's brush, you know, there's trees in the water, and I'm seeing them stacked inside the trees, so that you know they're. They're suspended. They're in the trees, though, but there's multiple trees around. I see them. They're not on the bottom. On the bottom, they're, like, suspended throughout the brush. Okay. okay. All right. And that's what I'm looking for. The drop shot, you said? Yeah. You had a nice one today. We saw a picture. Yeah. Um, we had, I, had two, two decent ones. Right? Yeah, we had two decent ones. Gage got one. My son, you know, he was super stoked because that was – he's a, been with me to Medina all the time. So he's juicing small fish. Like, let's be real, you know, they're all the small fish that are in Medina, you know. So him to see – Something the size, he was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it was like you know? a six pounder yet right? Yeah, it yeah, it was like five and a, five and a half. I, I didn't weigh it. Yeah, I just you know it was it definitely had eggs in it, so I was just trying to let it go. I didn't keep it in the live well weighing or nothing like that. It's, yeah, yeah, you know. It's TPW calling it. They said you put in your guide license. Shit, I wish it's coming soon. <laughs> you know what, dude? Like I go back and forth with it, and I'm like, I, I'm a good teacher, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, that's something I like to do. I like to you know teach people different stuff, but. You know, I, I always go back to, like, how am I going to, you know, provide for my family? And, and it's kind of hard, you know, 401K, benefits, all that stuff to go back, you know. So. We have to get you some more juice. You can uh, – what's, what's the word? What? Chatty Cathy? Chatty Cathy. <laughs> Whiskey. Whiskey will do it to me, dude. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, going back to the spots, you know, that's what I'm looking for on live scope. And, and it's helped me tremendously ever since I had it, you know, um, ever since I – got the skeeter that's what i've been doing is like finding nice. fish locating uh mike g being my father you know my fishing father <laughs> yeah. well i mean let's be real dude he's taught me so much you know coming here i don't you know the first time i've been to falcon the first time um like actually fished amnesty and, and realized what i was skipping over when i went there by myself you know i the, the man across from the table dude that's that's who put Literally me on the put fish. Your boat in and fish the tire yeah i mean dude yep. and uh and I fish hard, you know, I, well, at least I think I fish hard, you know, and then, you know, fishing with Mike, it's, it's step my game up. And I think that's what pushes me to fish better. And like, I know what Mike, you know, fishing with, uh, when he fishes with, uh, come on. Junior. No, Richard. Not junior. Richard. No. Nah. Uh, other dude, other dude in the club. Rigby. Rigby. Oh, yeah. Right. Matt Rigby, when he, you know, when he fishes Rigby, Rigby pushes Mike, you know, and I feel like Mike pushes me, and and that's how I feel. Yeah. Um, that's what we like about the club a lot, man. We 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 get up, we, we try to get you know different guys from the club and the boat, and uh, just you know teach and share some information. We were talking about it a little bit off the podcast too, is how it's cool. That's one of the things I like about the club is like you know we don't share spots or give exact stuff, but at the end of a tournament. Um, when, when you know the, the people who make money off the other guys at least share how they caught them yeah. depths and baits and stuff like that at least you know you don't feel like you just went out there and you know like at a champs event or these bigger money events you just go and unless you know the people you have no clue how, how they got caught so yeah. that's something we really like to do in the club so and even at our open tournament sometimes you know none of our guys have ever won any of our opens so i think we've had like four of them so far mm-hmm. but then you know when the guys do win you know they win a grand and we're like hey well since it's an elite event, like that's part of our thing. Like we share information, so it's cool to hear how people have been catching their fish. You know, yeah. So it, just because you want to, you know, you don't want people to go out and spend a day fishing. People who struggle, 
you know, you, as a fisherman, when I struggle, I get really down on myself, you know, or, or like, people caught them and I suck. Like it, yeah. it really just bothers me. So it's cool to at least get some info feedback on what you should have been doing. Maybe, you know, yeah. Mike's calling me like, I want to have a yard. So I'm ready to sell the boat <laughs> rods, reels. We all, we've all been there. Yeah, exactly. We've all been there. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, well, we got Will. What's up, Will? What's going on? You done working? A little bit. All right. Hell yeah. There, there you go. Yeah. Have a good time drinking Miller Lite. Yo. Jimmy Bean is flowing. There yeah. You go. How's yeah. business been? Uh, it's been good today. Kayaks are back in effect. And yeah, talk to us about that, man. We're talking saltwater. We talk bass fishing tournaments. What's up in the kayak world? Uh, I'm not much of a kayaker, but I'll sell you one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I see you got a couple, a couple yeah. new ones here in the shop. My dad was being the, the awesome dad he was today. And let's pick him up. Nice. Well, there right. you go. Uh, there's a warehouse up in Austin. Looks like Austin. Outside Austin. Yeah. There you go. Nice, man. So uh, what? So did you get a lot of kayak guys in here? Did they talk much? Or? Uh, yeah, actually I do. Actually, we just had. I don't know if I should be talking about it because he's uh, representing another shop, but he uh, won the Hobie Bass Open. Mm-hmm. Which is like mm-hmm. Their Bass Master. I know who Hobie. you're talking about. Yeah, his name is Ronald. Be, no, be representing you soon. No, no, nah, nah, he's he's a real cool guy. He's been there a couple times. Hey, prop props yeah. are due if you do good. Yeah, yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. No, I mean he, yeah. honestly, um, real cool guy. Yeah, yeah. Jared knows him. Uh, I'm really good friends with Jared. He does custom rods, yeah. J rods, custom rods and reels, or uh, rod repair, and uh, he knows him really well. Yeah. He's, he's a cool dude. Yeah. And this is the second one that he won for twenty grand a pop. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty grand. Dude, yeah. kayak, kayak is starting to, dude. Yeah. Starting to make that money over there, I can, man. I can cool barely dude. catch fish in a boat, dude. Much less a kayak, dude. I'm not trying to. <laughs> Everybody tries to give me a kayak. I'm like, I'm yeah. fucking too fat for that, dude. That's <laughs> why I bought a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you it, it makes you really think though like having a big boat you yeah. know with the big motor and all that or just any kind of motor boat over a kayak how many fish do we pass up going to our spot oh yeah you know that's what i was actually thinking about though and that's what because i feel like i've caught caught better fish ever since i've been in a glass boat versus an aluminum boat mm, dude honestly yeah. though quieter yeah, yeah and i think that's what it is because i was thinking about it on the way here i was like you know what confidence too yeah that could be it but honestly dude like i feel like ever since i made that switch from aluminum to to, to glass but you get the noise from a kayak too you get water slap from a kayak yeah but you know dude i don't think with you joe that's necessarily a uh a you know aluminum to fiberglass thing I, I like what Mike said. I think it's a confidence thing. Yeah, because, I mean, I just, know. Just big dick it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, no, I mean, Takes seriously. <laughs> but, but seriously, I know, like. Uh, That's going to be a dolphin sound right, right? <laughs> <laughs> But I, But I know when I first started fishing, bass fishing, you know, I had a little bitty boat, little bitty motor. And, like, well. when I finally got my <laughs> first big boat with, you know, not think, think about it now, dude. You got all the electronics. You got spot lock. You got. Oh, live scope you got it all mm-hmm. and now you you feel like i guess in in you a way compete. you feel yeah. like yeah. you have the rig to support what you're trying to go yeah. do yeah. even yeah. though you don't need all that stuff no exactly yeah. exactly oh, yeah. yeah a lot of times you know nowadays sometimes you know or just with fishing in general i hear from a lot of the tournament guys too like dude i'm not necessarily worried about the guys and the brand new canises and the brand new bass cats you got to look out for those dudes in the 1997 yeah. Rangers yeah. and, you know what I mean, yeah. the old champions and stuff like that because it's not about the rig. But definitely it, it does give you a sense of confidence when you're in a 20-foot boat. It's it just it gets you to your spot when you, you know, to get yeah. there, handle yeah. big water good. It's, especially so, when we fish big water most of the time yeah. like we do. Amistad, Choke, Falcon. I mean, it can get rough in a hurry. Yeah. yeah. And the last thing you want to do is put the boat on the water and Diablo yeah. and Amistad. Oh shit! Run, yeah. run out yeah. to the, you know, run all the way to the river, Zorro, Tulis, whatever, and then turn around and go. Bio. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> well, exactly. But if you're in a little boat, you're like, man, I don't want to run that far because I don't want to take that chance of getting stuck. But you have the confidence when you're in the big boat. Hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going, going because even though it's rough and I might have to go slow coming back, I can get back. Everything. It, it is. It's just a confidence yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's true though because I remember being in the tracker though. I'd be like, should I? You know, should I go? Yeah. yeah. Should I should I make that long, you know, twenty five minute run? Yeah. Or should I, you know, just fish right here, kind of close? When it blows on on lakes, like I mean, yeah, like the one time we were on Falcon, that oh. one time it was eighteen footer. I was like, what the hell are yeah, we doing? I was yeah. in my eighteen foot boat, a little eighteen foot champion, and we were yeah. we were trying to make a run, and we just turned around like this is not worth it, man. It just beat yeah. And even in a twenty foot, well, like when you, once it gets over three footers, it doesn't matter what brand or what size boat you get. Yeah, it's still rough. 
But the difference is, is in a 20-foot boat, you're going to get back. In an, eight, in an 18, 17-foot aluminum, <laughs> aluminum boat, you know, when it's rolling four and five-footers on Falcon, you might be in some actual real you trouble. In a 206 champion, you might be okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, when, when they're rolling that big, yeah. the only thing I want to be in is that Border Patrol boat. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So was it crowded today, Joe? Uh, yep. That traffic, so it was good. I got there about... Um, oh, yeah, seven, pretty, yeah. yeah, seven fifteen, seven twenty. Yeah, and not too bad. Yeah, uh, twenty one was still kind of empty. Uh, there were still parking spots kind of close. There's only like three ramps open. Three yeah, four. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of ski. Uh, ski uh, I mean, uh, like there were there were jet skiing at jet skis fucking, everywhere. Fucking nine o'clock. It was still cold. I still wow. have my my monkey suit on, dude. Yeah. And uh, right around twelve. That's when it started to ramp up. That's when I seen those those rental boats out there with the mm. pontoons, and everybody started coming in. Yeah. And around two o'clock, that's when I cashed it in. I said, "Look, dude, I ain't gonna." Yeah, yeah. I had a jet ski come up on me, dude, too close. Yeah. And, and I got my son with me, dude. It's just not worth it for me. Yeah. So likewise. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like I just cashed it in and said, you know what? I'll just take it to the house. Well, yeah. but talking about jet skis and stuff, we had a guy in our club get hit out there. What last yeah. year? Oh yeah, Adam. Yeah, I totally forgot on about that canyon. shit. Yeah, on canyon. Yeah. Slammed into his boat. Brand yeah. New, a brand new Bascat. Talking about Bascats and fancy boats. You know, yeah. It's about a brand new Bascat and somebody slammed into yeah. him with the jet ski. So. Just somebody that rented one or owns one that doesn't know how to drive it. Also, if you're fishing on the dock at 21, there is a fishing pier yeah. right across. Yep. Please don't fish on the 21. Yeah, because you pull your boat up to you. Bro. I mean, okay, I didn't say anything. There should be signs there. So not there. I'm not Rick and Ralph anymore, right? I'm trying to be this positive guy, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, he was. Well, you, you got know. your son. Yeah, and I mean, they're, yeah. they're family oriented. I get it. Spring break, everybody wants to have a good time. Everybody's out there, right? There was like 15 people on the dock. Again, I, I wasn't trying to make a scene or anything like that. I would he, just ran over there. Well, dude, I, I, okay, I rolled up. I was kind of irritated when he gave me a dirty look when he started reeling in his line. You know, he let me, but, he's so like, they he, off the yeah, they were fishing off the courtesy dock oh, where the wow. boats go, right? Yeah. So he reels in, right? Gives me a dirty look, whatever. But if you're a non-boater, some and, people just don't know. And, 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 and that was, and exactly, that's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Spring break, kids, family, get it. You want to catch a couple. Cool. Yeah. So let's see, roll in. They all reel up. I, I put the boat on the trailer, call it good. That's cool of you, man, yeah. because a lot of people like dude, so there's no. some of these meathead guys out here. Like well, I was talking about at LBJ, like, yeah, they just get angry at stuff and they think That's that me. everybody's a professional basketball player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. so take it back a little bit, though. As I was getting on from the dock to put the boat on the trailer, yeah. Kenner pulls up, this dude in the Kenner, and he's like, do you realize, oh, and just, dude. To the people out there? Bro, and I'm talking to like. Him? To you or to the people? No, to the people. Oh, okay. But I'm talking. You got eight-year-old, yeah. nine-year-old girls, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, bro, just, you know, sometimes I understand it pisses you off, but sometimes you got to let the shit go. Yeah, well, it's even like sometimes when you're backing down a ramp, you know, like, and, dude, we've all, oh, that's yeah. a rite of passage by owning a boat. Turn, turn your lights off. Turn, well, not just that, but even just trying to get the trailer straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all the lanes, stuff like that. Exactly. Like, speaking, get, of, speaking of backing up, do you see that guy backing up a choke on the SAPD tournament? Take him like fifteen couple minutes. Of them, yeah, oh my god! But that's what I'm saying. Like he has yeah. to, he has to go through that yeah, to, to get better. Yeah, yeah. You, you gotta learn. Yeah, one it's, time at Medina Lake. Me, yeah, at Medina Lake. One time when I had my little tiny boat, I was by my first time I ever went out by myself, and I didn't really think about it. But it was like June 15th on Medina Lake, and I was by myself, and I just I had people yelling at me, like you know, just but they were all seasoned anglers. Like usually the pontooners mm-hmm. and the pleasure boaters, they all kind of get it because they're not that good at it. It's it's the guys who fish, you know, three or four times a month yeah. that are just in and out in a second. You know what I mean? And they get angry. So you know what? Yeah, have you guys ever just sat back at the ramp? Yeah. Oh, bro. Have you just sat back at the ramp? No, no, no. So have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not even at our at the local lakes. It ain't even that bad. But summertime, go down to Port O'Connor. Is it that Every, bad down there? Dude, everybody gets in their golf cart. Con Brown. Rolls over to the boat ramp, pulls out the lawn chairs, <laughs> and they sit yeah. there wow. and wait. In fact, I think my wife had a story from when she was a kid. They had some of those uh, 
you know, the little things that you hold up, like the judges sticks, oh, like tens, shit. nines, <laughs> and they were girl, little girls and boys sitting on the dock. And judging people, all the people backing ju- up. Yeah, like if someone backed in and did it on the first try, they'd hold up a 10, <laughs> or <if> someone, <laughs> you know, messed it up, they'd hold up a six. Yeah. That would be a good place dude. to do a podcast. Dude. We were yeah, talking right? about good that ideas. That shit's and funny, where's dude. The, where's the book of golden ideas, dude? Right, yeah. right. We, we, we do a podcast from we go down and go fishing. Just write it on the Jim Bean bottle. Just yeah. <laughs> I tell you, the best place around here to probably sit at a boat ramp is Browning or Calaveras. Oh, yeah. Canyon. Canyon's yeah. got a no, so, few, yeah. there, there was one today. It was one of them sailboats. Yeah. Oh, that was, mm-hmm. a, that was a good one to watch. So talking about that, like not only backing down the ramp, but we mentioned Adam getting hit, you know, his boat getting hit and stuff. I've always tinkered with this in my mind. Every single one of us, before we drive a car, operate a car, we got to take some kind of driver's education, right? Yeah. Why is that not required to operate a boat? No, it is it now. Is, but you have to be born yeah. after but, but 1985 but still, or 92. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, it's, it's a 93. 93. Yeah. But still, all you I do. I just beat it. That's all I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is all you got to do is just get online and take the test. Yeah. When you take your driver's test, you got to go get in the car with the guy, show him you know how to operate the thing. Yeah, they don't put I you mean, on the water. Being an entrepreneur, that sounds like a way to make some money. Well, dude. I mean, he's I'm always just, thinking, dude. That's why yeah. I linked up with him, bro. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just thinking, like, I mean, not only because boating but, classes, but it's Bo- dangerous. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like that person that yeah, had Adam will rent a boat knows hey, nothing about hey, it. And you're not lying, dude. Like, we we hit around a lot, you know, in this nah, podcast. There, we, some, we, but, have you been to LBJ in the summertime? Oh, it's dangerous. Oh, you gotta be careful. Like when you get on the water, dude. People people go to Canyon Lake is a scary place to me because I just feel like it's. At least several times every summer on KSAT 12 News, you yeah, hear somebody about somebody who didn't come back from Kenya. Yeah, and that's so it. like that person that you hit know. Adam on that jet ski. Yeah. They're riding towards Adam. And, I mean, of course, you know that I doubt in their mind they're going, oh, I'm going to hit this boat on, on purpose. But they probably didn't know how to put it in reverse, didn't know how to put it in neutral, didn't know how to do whatever, and that's the result of it. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't give a throttle because I remember when I was, like, 14, I was on my uncle's wave, uh, Yamaha wave runner. And I was coming out of a cove after messing around, and I didn't give a throttle. And I just turned the, the whatever, the steering wheel or whatever the fuck it is, bars, <laughs> right? Every and, time uh, I think about a jet ski, I just think about it east, down, and down. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, coming out of the cove, though, I didn't give it enough throttle, and I went straight up in the bank, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I had buddies like that back in high school. We skipped school to go uh, hang out at the lake. And he's, like, hauling butt and coming back to the dock. Yeah, you can say hauling ass. Don't worry yeah, about it. And, explicit. Uh, Jesus! No, the seal. He's hauling bass ass back to the dock, and he just shuts it down. But he's still doing twenty miles an hour, yeah. just straight into the freaking seawall. It's cracked it in half. No shit. Well, yeah. Just, like my son, just you know, he's eighteen. So, but you know, I think you know, to Josh's point, like it's not a bad idea to take some safety courses, man. Because being on on a on a craft on a watercraft in any type of water, like that's serious dude like yeah. so a lot of times we joke around about it we laugh about it but yeah i didn't just would well, like nowadays like i don't even know how like i got nephews that don't have driver's licenses or anything and they own cars like i don't know how people do it nowadays it used to be like you had to have a driver's license to own a car now you can go to dealership without anything yeah. Yeah, so you'll sell want. it to you yeah, i don't care to you. Yeah, Same thing to kayak, so when my son so my son turned 16 he was like uh so do I, I got to go to driver's ed? Like, none of my cousins went. I was like, dude, you want to drive? Like, it's good for you. Dude. Like, you want to know. Yeah, you want to know. Yeah, you want to know how to drive. Like, dude, we're, 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 we're hood, but we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, not, we're yeah. ghetto fabulous, yeah. dude. We're, like, we're going to make sure you're okay. Well, no, exactly. So, you know, I just, I wonder how many of those accidents on KSAT 12 you're talking about could have been avoided sure, or yeah. could have been, you know, At just because, yeah. I mean. Well, I think it's that common sense, one wearing safety life jacket, yeah. yeah because dude like, okay in the tracker i never really like i never really mm-hmm. wore a life jacket when i was running i never wore my lanyard when i was running i mean after they made it a law i did but i moved here before that you know so yeah. once they made it a law i put it on sure but before that i didn't no, yeah. now you know i got a freaking 250 mm-hmm. now make sure my lanyard's on life jacket mm-hmm. you know everybody has a life jacket on especially the kids at all times you know one one of the things talking about the safety stuff is uh one of the things for this coming year my wife and i were actually talking about especially nowadays with all the life jackets you know they're so thin you know the inflatable ones and stuff like that it's you know kicking around the idea of like me on a guide trip 
when I got four people in the boat with me and you don't know what the other idiots are going to do in the boat, it kind of makes me wonder like on those first initial runs when you're making the long run to your spot or making the long run back to the dock, you know, I'm kicking around the idea of, Hey guys, you know, just put these on, mm-hmm. you know, just wear them. Yeah. They're easy. They're not hot. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, if we're, if we're fishing somewhere and we're just going to run down a hundred sure. yards or whatever, you know, but at least on those long runs, Hey guys, buckle up. We're going to make a long yeah, run. Your size, but what do you, how many people can you fit in there? Six, uh, six. I mean, I usually like four to, plus I, you. I like to do four plus yeah. me as a max, you know, five, five people total, yeah. but you yeah. know, yeah. it's, it's just cause I'm sitting here thinking there was a, uh, there was a guy that just died, unfortunately, last month or the month before in Port O'Connor. Man. Was running home at night, hit a barge, oh, got ejected from the boat. <laughs> it took him, I think, two weeks to find his body. Yeah. And it just it, it, it started making us think, you know, like, at least if he would have had that inflatable life jacket on. I'm not saying it would have saved his life. Yeah, you never know. But they wouldn't have been looking for his body for two weeks. Yeah. At least he would have, you know, they Popped could have found him or something. So it's well, like. That happened in the bass world recently. Remember that one tournament angler? He was a co-angler. Well, it happens all the time. Uh, oh, yeah. That was four or five years ago when he got. Several years back. They, yeah. hit the, they hit the jetty at Okeechobee or whatever. Something like that. Yeah, it was, it was at one of the bass events, I believe. Yeah, yeah. especially with you being a guy. You want to have all those people. You know, and I hate it because everybody's down there for fun, but at the same time, it's like mandatory. Hey, you want to be in my boat? Yeah, but you're the captain, dude. No, I know, I know. I'm Captain Dan. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) No, no, exactly. And and like I said, I mean, it probably it you know it's something that I'm going to implement this year. But it's just you know looking at all this stuff and water's just so crazy, man. Let them know ahead of time. Hey, safety's number one. You're going to wear the jacket. Exactly. Well, especially how shallow you run. How, How how shallow do you run? I mean, my boat will run in eight inches of water. See, like, well, I'm in the, you know, run what? Yeah, if fast? it goes from eight inch to six inch, and yeah. whoop, stick. Yeah. 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 That happened to us once at Coletto Creek. We were going way in the back of the creek uh, past the, I guess it was the intake or the outlet. I forget what it is, but it's one of the, for the power plant. But going way into the back of one of the creeks, uh, somebody told us about a sandbar. It was with my buddy Richard and his boat. And he was like, hey, go get to the front of the boat and just kind of see what you see. And then right when I got to the front of the boat, he got on plane and not even like, not even like 50 yards later, yeah. boom, almost threw me off the boat. I was like, hey, there's a sandbar, dude. <laughs> so it's like me like, and it Anderson. happens quick anyway, like accidents, all kidding aside, accident. like you always think like, oh, if this happens, I'll just do this or I'll do, but that's what they're accidents. You don't have time to react. Dude. Yeah, so, exactly. So this is your, uh, this is your notice from, uh, Flipping mats and waiting mats, or yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's definitely yeah. something you know. Be, that, be safe out there, guys, because it's real and people it get is. hurt. And, and, and it's a sad thing when it happens. Like all joking aside, like this you know, announcement is sponsored by Fish Tackle. There you go. <laughs> Wear your life jacket, your lanyard, and be safe. You and know? check your fire extinguisher. There you go. Check yeah, your fire extinguisher. Because if Mine not, they fire will. Yeah, you don't want to take it. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. And you know, only you can prevent boat fires. You know, probably five, seven, eight years ago, it would have been a pain, you know, because you're talking about putting on that big old clunky vest. I'm not talking about making somebody wear one of those orange Gilligan life jackets, yeah. you know, but nowadays they're so thin, they're auto inflating. And then, hey, you get to a spot, you take it off, you just set it on the floor or whatever. It's out of the way. And Make sure you put it on or put it in your locker. Um, yeah. I fucked up today. It got wet? No, it's gone. I, don't even know. I got back to the ramp and I was like, I thought I had it on. And Gage is like, uh, nah, dude, you did probably hit the water. And I was like, you see it blow? He's like, yeah. And I was like, why'd you say something? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was supposed to do that. You got a new one? You got, you got life jackets there, in here? Be safe out hmm? there? Oh, yeah. Speaking of fish tackle marine, need some life jackets in here. Uh, I'm all sold out. My kayak guys have been buying them up. Yeah. Damn. What do you carry? Like the, the Mustang, the Onyx? Uh, Onyx. Onyx, yeah. Yeah, that's what we run in the tournament boat, and I mean they they work awesome. See what I'm what I'm curious to see is how the kayak world if the water keeps dropping, how the kayak world overall fuck get it out there around man. here is yeah. going to be, dude. Because you think you got the small lakes, you got Converse, right? Converse right. lakes, they love woodlawn. But the thing I've noticed most about the kayak guys is they want to compete with the boat guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if there's a tournament, we going, that, yeah, we get that all asked yeah. a lot. Like at our tournaments at Elite, especially yeah. for our open, man. Like every time we start promoting our open. Um, we get at least five or six messages from kayakers that want to fish our tournament with us. And we just, we, as a club, we all decide it's just, yeah, it's a different, it's a different kind of game. And, um, and we just, I mean, if you can keep your fish alive, that's one thing, but then also too, when everybody's coming in, you know, we just felt like it'd be unsafe for 
and 90% of them want to compete against the boat guys. But, you know, talking about something that Elite might be able to explore in the future, I know it's been kicked around in the past about yeah. going to the some of the slot lakes like Fayette <clears throat> or – I like wish we bash could drop pay. or you Absolutely know because can yeah because yeah. you can't keep them yeah. so even us guys in the big boats we would have to do a a paper tournament yeah. or something but you know maybe if we went to one of those lakes once or twice a year we could advertise hey it don't matter big boat kayak whatever we're sure. having a paper tournament you know just set the rules out yeah. you got to have a picture of it laying on the board or the, whatever the you know tourney X right tourney yep. X right now Fayette County is pretty hot right. Yeah, this time of year, Faye, it's usually yeah, good. It's a good lake, yeah. So, I mean, that, that might be something Elite could explore in the future and maybe just, I mean, it wouldn't be every tournament, but maybe once or twice a yeah, year we could, cool. you know, kind of uh, mesh the the big boat world and the kayak world a little bit. I feel like it's a gang fight waiting to happen. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's wrong with that? Fishing needs more fights. Hey, yeah. yeah they, we were talking earlier before you showed up. I was like, hey, Josh. I wish fishing was like hockey, dude. Yeah. Where you can just throw the gloves up. Somebody in the mouth sometimes. <laughs> there is a lot. Of, there's a lot of shouting matches. I feel like in tournaments, but I never see anybody throw down, dude. Yeah, but then you got Josh. Was it conversation prevents <clears throat> confrontation? There you go. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. he said that. Yeah. Taking that to heart like, now. Well, sounds, yeah. I, it sounds like something like the white guy. That's my bitch. Nah, but we we were talking about yeah. that a few shows ago, just about like guides and stuff like that they pull up on you and you're you have you happen to be fishing a spot they fished three days ago you didn't even know they were there and sure. they're giving you dirty looks and stuff and it's like what happened to one of our club members mcgee got into it yeah uh, but it, recently he exactly. told us that he went to canyon and, and the, i think on sunday and which is when lunker was, was out there and yeah. you know canyon's not a big yeah, lake yeah. man and you know the, the, the juicy areas or a lot of people are rolling to those areas and they just got in a big shouting match with somebody from the lunker guys you know yeah and those guys put on a great tournament phil and all those guys and i'm not even bashing them like they're they're great they put on great tournaments but you can't control everybody yeah. you know no but that's so. what that's what i was talking about i was like you know those guys that roll up on you and give you the dirty looks because yeah. you're fishing their spot like i've told i was telling joe Dude, if that guy would have just picked up his phone and called me, yeah, I'd have answered. And he said, "Hey, you catching them?" And I'm either gonna say, "No, I'm not catching them," or I'm gonna say, "Yeah, I'm catching them. I only need a couple more for my limit. Put your trolling motor down, ease in here. I'm gonna be out of here in a little bit, and you can take it." Or sure. there wouldn't be no confrontation. Yeah. All you gotta do yeah. is call me. Yeah. Answer your damn. Kyle's blowing you up, dude. Oh, so you <laughs> Hey, put him on. This is oh. yours, by Put him on speaker. Yeah, that's that's my ring. Oh. It's, What's happening, Kyle? You're on the podcast, Kyle. You're on the you're on the podcast, sir. What's up, Kyle? Oh, that's just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> How much truth do y'all want me to tell? <laughs> just nothing bad about me. Yeah. No, no, there's nothing bad about you, but I'm mad at your wife right now. Is uh -oh. that cool? Oh my uh -oh. god. Uh -oh. Well, I like guess we should hang up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a conversation the, for later. Dude. If I'm the second husband in this deal, she needs to come over and take care of me when I'm sick. Oh my god. god. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Good thing we're running out of time here. Yeah. Hey, whenever you guys want to hear the truth side about everything, just let me know. Oh yeah, we're getting you on for sure. You're coming over here. Yeah. yeah no, no. No. All right, later. All right. Well, now that my tournament partner called and he's mad at my wife, I guess I got to start wrapping things up here eventually. So, <laughs> but uh, I mean, what else we got going on? Canyon. Canyon. I'm just, I'm just curious, dude. It's just boat traffic's gonna be horrible this year, especially with all the lake levels going down. Yeah, you mentioned that a little bit about before we took a break about the kayakers, what they're going to do if the waters keep dropping. Or... No, like I, th I think it's I think it's fixing to blow up. If we don't get more water, I think there's going to be a lot more tournament it's tournaments. Be more pressure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna go somewhere, but dude. With the lake dropping, no boat ramps open. I think it'll help. Imagine going to Canyon on a Saturday. Fuck that now, dude. Yeah. Three mm. three ramps open. Yeah, Shit. Good luck. Tough. Yeah. And then that happens a lot, even in our club. Like right now, we're trying to vote for lakes of where to go. But you know, with every, all these lakes being low, like you know, uh, choke is low. Uh, I mean, Manamistad, it always fishes big, even when it gets really low, it, it can fish big. Um, Falcon fishes small right now. Choke fishes small. Medina does. I mean, that's uh, for our club. That's our home lake, you know, yeah. and it doesn't exist anymore. You have to have four wheel drive, and I mean, it's a pond at this point. You know, it's not very big Medina Lake. So Dunlap doesn't exist. 
uh, and L- LBJ has always got water, but because it always has yeah. water, you're fighting the party barges and everything else too. Same thing with Travis too. You're fighting the yachts on Travis. Yeah, yeah. and, and Travis, Travis is, Travis 50, is also, feet low. Yeah, it's 50 feet yeah. low as well. So, um, you know, and that, we talked about that a little bit when we were starting this talk earlier is, you know, all these, we're looking at all these uh, boat dealerships, you know, so you see Bass Pro Shops bringing in their spring uh, inventory. You know, you go to the Bass Pro Shops and pontoon, there's pontoon. tons of boats, you know, bass boats, bass tractors, pontoons. You go up 35, and not only the ski ranch, but we were talking about the other one. Did you know the name of it, Will? It's Ski, uh, next ski level. Marine. There you go. Next oh, level. Next Level? Next Level yeah. Marine. If you pass by that place, I'm like, dude, who yeah. makes that? Like, the dude, the kind of money and the, wrapped up in those boats. 400 grand? Yeah, tri-tune boats with 300 Mercury racing motors on them, you know, and, and just and just I'm just curious where these boats are going to go. You know, the only Canyon other than Canyon, so, you know. Um, it's just, it's going to get tough. So, you know, we need some water real bad. So if you believe in rain dancing naked, you let's know, do it. Take your clothes off and let's take go dance. Titties, baby. Yeah, no, but <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> but, but seriously, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why I like, dude, you go down to the coast and it don't matter if it's during the week. It don't matter if it's the weekend, if it's summertime. I mean, it's boat, popping off. boat ramps are full. Parking I don't know lots that life, though. I don't know the coast life. Do y'all get, like, are there specific areas that just get crowded, or do you feel like you're oh, on the dude, coast? Anywhere in the Port Aransas, Aransas Pass, Rockport area. I mean, I personally know three or four guys that were diehard tournament bass fishermen mm-hmm. up until about four or five years ago, and they sold their bass boats and bought coast boats and mm-hmm. – now they just go down and do the coast thing. I've heard a few of those guys. Are you t- name a couple of names? Well, like, well, like one of them is Steve Shearhart. He used to fish the, all the bass champs, all yeah. that stuff for years, years. He bought a boat. He's been coast fishing. I mean, just multiple guys because you don't have to worry about water. I thought um, I know uh, Kirkendall was a big name in the bass yeah, fishing world. Doesn't he do a lot of he guides. He yeah, got, he's a my talking to me. Yep, he's a full time guide in Port O'Connor now. Yep, yep, and I mean, he, just he kind of the same thing. Texas Hammer for a long time. In fact, I talked to him. He came into the shop, uh, I guess, about a month ago or so, and he was kind of telling me. I was asking him, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you gonna fish any of the bass champs or anything?" And he was like, "Man, until we catch some water and the fishing gets good again, he goes, I have no desire to go." Wow. Yeah, it, and then it kind of bums you out. Like, you know, Medina, again, is my home lake, so it, it's just it's kind of a bummer when those lakes disappear, you know. Mm-hmm. And then having friends that live on the lake, you know, we go out to the lake, I mean, pretty often. And right now, the lake is a place where we go off-roading, you know. We take our trucks down there and drive in the lake beds for miles, you know. It's it's, it's mm-hmm. wild to see these lakes just completely empty. Kind of scary, so we, we really need some water. You know, I got my place down at Falcon, and, and thank God it's been doing all right. We've been, you know, getting – on Airbnb, we lease it out and stuff or whatever. But um, but we just need water over there, man. There's just yeah. there's only a handful of places. Can, to can you even use the county ramp? No. Uh, there's a there's a there's the there's a ramp down closer that's I guess normally underwater, and I believe that one's usable. But even the last few times we were there, we just we would go down to the state park because that's where the better fishing is at. But I mean, could you even make it? From the county ramp to the dam? Oh, yes. Yes, you can still do that. Because I know that river gets pretty shallow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say you need to know what you're doing, but but you can make that run for sure. As far as I know, you know, don't don't go do it because I said so, but as far yeah. as I know, you can make it, you know. But for us, we, you know, the better fishing, I think, is down by the dam and the tiger, so you might as well just launch down at the state park, you know. Yeah, yeah for sure. The tigers, too, right? But, oh, yeah, there's a ramp down, the, but that's, you know, nasty that's a dirt road, there, you know. Yeah. So when you get down to the, when you finally get to the ramp, your boat's going to be covered in dust. <clears> and dirt, so don't have your rods and reels out when you make that run. Are you still going next weekend, next Friday? We're supposed tomorrow. to leave tomorrow, right? Tomorrow with the yeah. family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to leave tonight, but I'm committed, dude. I'm committed I to know. this podcast, dude. Oh. I'm, I'm committed, dude. So we had the everything hooked up, boat, our kids were all excited to go, dog was in the truck, and then Joe called me and he was like, Hey dude, we need you over here. So I Wake up from your nap. Yeah, wake up from my nap. <laughs> nah. Bring the whiskey. We were supposed to yeah, we gotta do some landscaping projects and but I don't think we're gonna do anything. We're gonna go down there and barbecue and just chill. Hang. Yeah, my wife was like, Hey, uh, so that landscape, what what are we all we doing? And I was like, uh yeah, this is gonna be like an eighteen meter rock. <laughs> get dropped off and she's like yeah it doesn't sound like a spring yeah. break fun trip to me yeah, i ain't doing that so i was like all right we'll yeah. we'll postpone because richard was like hey you want to go I was like, yeah, so maybe we'd we'll be doing a podcast from the castle pretty soon dude. that's right it's you a know. fish house it's a fish house yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a house. Bee no no, no day no day yeah, i'll like the video it was great man. dude that was that was a good video man. yeah the video was yeah. awesome speaking of safety got a part two yeah, yeah. 
Oh, you got a part two coming? Yeah, yeah so the second day. Yeah. On the second day, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But it was a, it was a good time. Good job on the video, Will. So, yeah, that was real good. I think we got a we got Richard is a is a uh, is a drop shot hammer, and yeah. we have him catching his nine pounder on a drop shot. You know, ten pound trick word, yeah, trick word drop shot. And it's not the first time. I, I, me and him fished a club tournament there, and he had three seven pounders on a drop shot. You know, Jeez. so sometimes people go down to Falcon, and they think it's just big baits and giant yeah. Carolina rigs and big crank baits, and sometimes those fish get beat up and you got to throw a drop shot on them and get them to bite. You know? Especially when the lake's this small Yep. and yep. everybody's just recycling the same water over and over and over again. There is something to going in there and throwing that little bit different. Sure. Like rig. you said, everybody's been through there with a Carolina rig, with a football jig, with a Texas rig, mag, fluke or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah, so you yeah. roll in there with a trick worm or Even something. Earlier in the podcast, we talked about the guy who won this media at the LBJ and how pressured that lake is right now. And, and the eight pounder, we saw him flipping that little uh, trick worm. Yeah, trick worm, yeah a little swimming worm or whatever. A little swimming worm around, you know, catching eight pounders doing an eight, an eight and a six, I think is what he had on it. So I don't know if he caught the six on it, but I know for a fact, that I believe he caught the eight on it. So Yeah, well, so, my favorite worm color, margarita mutilator. Margarita mutilator. Yeah, that sounds like a it's rated X nice video. No. <laughs> in three action. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, yeah. Dude, anything in my book. Margarita no. mutilator, dude. Sounds Bro. like something I'd order. It's a Robo color, dude. It sounds like something I'd order at Ojos Locos or something. <laughs> <laughs> give me three of them. Yeah, give me three of them margarita mutilators. Dude, that or Aaron. What is it? Uh, Aaron's morning magic? dawn. No, morning dawn. Morning, yeah. morning dawn, dude. I like uh, morning dawn with a little red flake. Yeah, ox blood red flake too. That's a good color. MM3 is good. California 420. Yeah, it's kind of that's good color. That's yeah, not played out, dude. Yeah, it's played out. There's this real secret uh, color that not a lot, a lot of people know about that I like to throw. It's uh, watermelon red. You don't know if y'all heard yeah, that. No, it's yeah. hard to come by. To <laughs> I, I like that California 420 on the dark days. Yeah. yeah. Like when it's overcast, go from like a green pumpkin to a California 420. It's a little darker. Yeah. I think they see it a little better. Dirty Sanchez, too. Ooh, oh, yeah. The Remember reaction into it? Yeah. <laughs> White trash. That's <laughs> Will, we got to get you an intro, dude. Yeah. I mean, you, you got that deep voice. Yeah. I, all I think about is... uh well, got that radio voice. What's, yeah. what's that old, old school... Uh, what's the old call, call in radios, like when the chicks would call the dudes or whatever, like on... They call in. No, but... Uh, or kiss the deadbeat dads. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But, Will, when you've got that deep voice, what's the old cartoon? Which one? Uh, Fat Albert. He's like, hey, 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 hey. That's before my time. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of Flipping Mats, Waiting Flats from Fish Tackle Marine here in San Antonio, Texas. We'll catch y'all next time. Bye. See ya. Later. Later.